Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. Welcome back to Fandom Fair, a radio show because we're back on the air about nerd things. Nerd things. <laughs> I'm your host, talking. Sam. And I'm the other host, Midge. And we're, we're, we're back for our spring semester. And we, we consumed media over two months. We did consume many a media. I could have consumed more, but I, I'm reading books now again, <sighs> like people books. I'm not. Though not I did yet. read two graphic novels. I read the Taz novel, uh, the Taz comic. Uh, like, I read Pedals to the Metal. Uh, which mwah, so gay. It's good. Yes. Oh. Oh yeah. You oh. were sending me pictures of it, right? <laughs> Stop, like, my little lesbian heart was yearning. <laughs> and I read this graphic novel called Heartstopper, ah. which is about two gay boys. I love it when it's about gay boys. It, it's, like, it's like open gay and probably closet gay, or at least closet ah. bi. Yes, yes. They're British, but I don't read it in British accents. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize they were British yeah, until about yeah. halfway through. <laughs> it's gonna get a, it's gonna get something on Netflix. I I saw that. Wait, what? Yeah, it's gonna hold get on. something on Netflix. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> so I, I I remember I guess because I I guess I don't remember Jill retweeted friend of the show Jill Yo! retweeted something about it. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess Noelle Stevenson did because I still follow Noelle Stevenson. Um, or it might have just shown up in the, 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 the like, trending or something. But yes, Heartstopper is getting a, a, a Netflix thing. I have to read the second, because I watched the first one. I have to read mm-hmm. the second one, which I found online. So oh, I may just... Yeah, you know. Because the first one, I was in Barnes & Noble with Cameron, my roommate. Yeah, yes. And I was like, should I get this this real person book about lesbians, or should I get this... <laughs> This picture book about gays. <laughs> I mean, either way, it will be gay. I picked the picture book. Good job. Because I was already reading a, a normal person book. Because I realized I have a lot of books on my bookshelf and in my mm-hmm. closet that have sat untouched for years. I'm like, I need to start reading. I also got, like, uh, Vampire Chronicles, which is Interview with a Vampire, like, the uh... books. So I'm like, Books. I wanted to read them, so I got that for Christmas. So I'm like, you know what? Let's let's start reading some of the books I have, and we'll work up to that. Yeah, that makes sense. Which I haven't seen front of the show Nick to get my other Star Wars books back. I haven't Ooh. seen him in the past Ooh. almost three weeks since I've come back to school. So I picked up another gay book. <laughs> Very good so far. Written in the stars. Oh, yes. You were telling me about yeah, that one. Yeah, I love fake dating stuff, but it also gets me super nervous because I can't do with angst. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah that, we talk about... That, that's a fat lie. I could deal with angst all the time. Yeah, we talk about it all the time. What are you talking but when about? I, only when I'm writing it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you can't read it. Oh, I can, no. I can read it, but I'm just like... I love these little lesbians. I don't want them to get hurt. Oh, no. They're so precious. I love the characters. I guess um, I'm, I'm going to have to steal the look from you when I, you're done. When I am done with this book, I will 
definitely give it to you because it's very good. I'm about like halfway through. Okay. I got it last week. It's not that long. It's like 300 something pages. If I really could, good. If I could get myself to read it, because I don't, I, brain is not good at consuming things that are in physical form as of late. Oh, me, me too. That's why I was like, I need to like adult read again. <laughs> adult reading is hard. Adult reading is hard, um, but I. I read books, and that's what we're going to talk about, and we're going to talk about some other stuff today. Yes. Um, so, I'm just, spoiler warning for Danganronpa V3, Revolutionary Girl Utena, My Hero Academia, Earwig and the Witch, Food Wars, Star Wars Rebels, and three Star Wars books, Star Wars Lost Stars, Phasma, and Ahsoka, and then Ruby. All of, of course, it. <laughs> of course, Ruby. Because when when else are we not going to talk about Ruby Wh- when it just what? came back? Why why would we talk about anything else but Ruby, <laughs> Star Wars, and My Hero Academia? And My Hero Academia. There's no I'm JoJo not- this week. So surprising oh. because there's no JoJo. That's a lie. Oh. There is JoJo content con- to consume. We could have easily talked about jo- Joestar Radio. Uh, are you even listening? It's no. <laughs> I-, I am. I'm listening to Joestar Radio, and it's lovely. I I will probably go listen to the part two. <laughs> oh, the part two. It's so- oh, the part two ones are so good. And which so- I yeah, I did re retweet like someone's fan art I think it was it's a fan art that I follow fan artist I follow a lot um they because they said like oh we need a poster of Caesar saying like wash your hands yeah. and wear your mask yeah and yeah. they they made that with Jojo uh with Joseph and Caesar so good wow. uh which is wash your hands wear your wear your mask, <laughs> wear your mask. which it's I'm so like good. I'm like if Joseph Joestar can wear a mask for a whole month straight you can wear your mask yeah come on man um so we're gonna start with Danganronpa V3, the most controversial game out of all of the Danganronpa series, and for good reasons. Because it's bad. <laughs> we, we, you have mentioned how you do not like the V3 before. I hate this game. You which, do not like it. Me and, like, this is Jill's favorite game. Me and yeah. Jill have such differing opinions on Danganronpa. I'm, I, I mean, mine's two. I love two. I love SDR2 with all my heart. No, I... I am with you. I SDR two is my favorite game. That is Jill's least favorite game. I'm like, huh? No. But V three is your favorite game. Like me and Jill, like me and you have very similar opinions on Danganronpa. Which is good because we're not arguing is hard. Me and Jill have completely different opinions. She hates Togami. He's one of my favorite characters. Um, I cannot stand all... Anji. Uh... I cannot stand Anji. She loves Anji. I assume she um, would, maybe, perhaps, she would like V3. A part of why she does is because of Tenko. <laughs> I love Tenko, Tenko, but there are very me. few characters I love in V3. I think the majority of them are kind of bland. I'm not even a fan of, like, a lot of their character designs. Yeah. I, 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 the biggest problem, which is most fans of the series is the ending. I hated that it was fake in a reality show. Yeah. Though, so, like, I talked to Joan, and she's like, well, like, you know, it's kind of up for debate. I'm like, yeah, but I don't but, want like, that. But, like, here's the thing. You shouldn't have an ambiguous ending to your game all about solving mysteries. 
That's stupid. <laughs> I was completely wrong in my predictions for who was oh, going to yeah. live. You were um, like, oh, uh, Kokichi. I'm like, uh. I was like, I was like, Kokichi, Miyu, going to. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, and like two of those get knocked out in the same chapter. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Meow! Yeah. I'm sure you were so excited for Kaito to die. I yeah, I hated Kaito. Yeah. Kokichi was like Kokichi and Miu were my favorite characters in that game. Mm. I liked Tenko. Lesbian. Because lesbian lesbian. <laughs> I um, I hated I don't even remember his uh, Shumichi. <laughs> I've tried to rep- I've tried to repress Mr. Saihara <laughs> because I hate him so much. I've never <laughs> met a more annoying, bland, dumb character. Mm-hmm. Why do I play him? Kaede want- was like kind of annoying, but yeah. I liked her a lot more. I'm, su- I'm sure you'd. I'm sure as time w- would go on, she would get like better because you know character development. But god, I don't like how they decided to kill off the female character to further a male character's plot. I mean, they've done that before. And do- that, that's not a Chiaki. new Danganronpa trope. Chiaki. Chiaki. Um, um, Sayaka. Yeah. Like, they've done like they've done that before. But, like, but, like we got, time. like, a female pro-tag. Like, I guess like you could say Komaru. Komaru is... Maru and Toko are both female protagonists, but they're like a lot. Some people might not consider them such, since um, Ultra Despair Girls is very not following the Danganronpa base formula of um, a, a visual novel. With sometimes you get to solve it's, crime. It's an FPS. It's an FPS, and despite that, it's my second favorite game. Um, I it, it was okay. Yeah. Two is my favorite, and then it's one. And then it's Ultra Despair Girls, then I, it's I fi- V3. I finally finished one a few weeks ago, and I was like, oh yeah, I have to I, listen to Jinko talk for this long, huh? I like the story better mm-hmm. in one. Yeah. I like the characters better in two. Yeah. Yeah, like, Which, who has good characters? Except for Teru Teru, I'd like him to go away. I don't. I don't mind Teru, Teru so much better than Hifumi. Is it Hiyoko? Is it Hiyoko that's not good? Hiyoko. Uh, so me, me and my friends were trying to assign each other Danganronpa kins. For you oh don't God. know what kinning is, it means a character that you severely relate to. Yeah, it isn't. They so said that- we could we could not pick one for me for two. We we're trying to figure. So they they said Hiyoko because I'm small and bitter. Oh. And I constantly make fun of people, which they're right. I guess they're right. <laughs> which I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, I could see it. <laughs> but also Fuyuhiko, though. I got, I took a quiz. I got Fuyuhiko. I'm like, that right. makes a lot of sense. I remember I took the same quiz and I got Gundam, <laughs> which is so good because Gundam Tanaka non-binary. Non-binary, which Jill's like. She's like, I think I'm a soda kin. And I'm like, but you don't like two. But you're a soda kin. Mm. Not not like a, a fizzy drink, like it's spelled S-O-U-D-A. Kazuichi. Kazuichi. Which and but then she's like, 
only when Kazuichi's a woman. I'm like, because you just don't want to be associated with a man. She's like, yeah. Yeah. So just go Kintengo. Go Kintengo or uh, Ibuki. Yeah. But I I like them a lot better. I, I was talking with Jill and she's like, I think what bothers me... She feels that a lot of the talents in 2 are really kind of... They're not super talents. It's kind of like almost fantastical. Like Nagito really bothers her. Yeah, but Makoto... She feels like a... Like, Makoto's luck is very accidental. Yeah, okay. She feels that Nagito's luck is really fantastical and isn't grounded a lot in reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, like, that's what I like about Danganronpa, but a lot of it's grounded in reality. But she felt a lot of the talents in 2 weren't. I guess like the, the ultimate Yakuza. Yeah, like, I mean, to be fair, like... Kazuichi's just like the ultimate Jiffy Lube employee. He is the ultimate mechanic boy. It's not even like a good mechanic. He can fix your car. I mean, like he made—he canonically made the Monokuma robots that you see in like Ultra. Just he made Monokuma. Oh. He yeah. He, yeah. He did. made Monokuma. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like he's like the ultimate Jiffy Lube employee. <laughs> I think he made Monokuma and then they used his blueprints to make like, you know, all the Monokuma robots and uh, Ultra Despair Girls. I think that's what it is. Mm. He did something. Yeah, like, he did something evil. <laughs> which like, one thing I really like about the first game is, which Jill pointed out, is that a lot of the characters, like not every character has to try doing the detective thing. Like, Mondo and, uh, Sakura. Sakura are both like, we're not good at this, but what I am good at is being strong, so I'm going to guard the crime scene. Which is very kind of them, really. Like, that's, like, Kazuichi at Ma- spoiler, spoiler for all of Danganronpa, I guess. All of it, like, really. Like, Mahiru, I'm like, Kazuichi, get out of here, like, you're not doing anything to help me. Yeah, like, Mikan had was able to do the autopsy, but also she's a nurse, so I don't know why she knows how to do an autopsy. Oh, well, I guess she could, like, definitive, like, do more definitive, like, okay, search on yeah. a body than, like, no, a lot of them could, which, it makes sense. Like, but I liked that some people in one, like, they knew what their strengths and weaknesses were, and they played to that. Yeah. Like, Sakura's not gonna be good... She knows that she's not going to be good at looking at the crime scene, but she's like, but I can stop from the murderer from coming back and changing it. Yeah, but even then, like, I, God, yeah, no, this is like a constant thing in Dangaron, but that, like, you know, you have to explain everything to everyone, and especially in That's one. That's what bothered me in three. Was ha- I felt like, well, yeah, like, that was another thing me and Jill different. She's like, Jill loves Yasuhiro. I'm like, I could have really lived without him. <laughs> I could have... I mean, I had to repeat... Like, okay, the whole... In the last trial... And not the last trial. Yeah, the last trial. Or the trial before that. Whatever. The chapter 5 trial where you're like, Hey, Kyoko came back out of nowhere. And Yasuhiro thinks she's a ghost. You have to convince him that she's not a ghost. That took... That just took a chunk out of the, the, the trial... That was so useless. As if Yasuhiro touch her. She's here. It's what, just... like 
that's what annoyed me and I guess like it has been a while since I played like a Danganronpa game I just felt like I watched someone play through V3 yeah I felt like you had to explain everything like no one everything no one understood what's going on and Kaito annoyed me the most because the with me use murder and like when you're in like the VR thing Mm -hmm. oh yeah like we we had literally just explained how the map worked and then like Kaito was like Huh? I'm like, oh my god, we literally just explained it. Why do we have to defend it again? Yeah, like, I, Kaito and Yasuhiro are, are just, like, the same character, down to the fact that they both are terrified of the occult. Which I'm like, like I, I liked Yasuhiro so much better than Kaito because he didn't mm-hmm. pretend to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I, I, I <laughs> didn't. In the, didn't in, like Kaito. And, like, the story of it, too, Kaito is also technically really pretending to be your friend because they are all supposed to be fake memories, actors, fun. Yeah, so, I... Shall we move on to something else? Yeah, so, whatever. I hated... I hated V3. Uh-huh. If I had a... I'm so glad I didn't spend human money on that because I would have been even more mad. <laughs> On the other okay. side, something that was very good that I finished the other day was Revolutionary Girl Lutena. Woohoo! I, I was watching it, like, August, September. I took a break because it's very metaphorical. I didn't get that it was metaphorical until... I don't know if you remember the, um... My god, I can never remember any of their names. Mm-hmm. Which one? The blonde one. Oh, 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 are we talking about Nanami? Nanami. The Nanami cowbell episode, when she gets right. the cowbell, I, I texted Jill, I'm like, what was that episode about? And she's like, oh, it's like a metaphor for, like, Nanami's character. I'm like, wait, this show got metaphors? Yeah, dude, oh my god. <laughs> it took me a while. I was just like, I'm so used to watching JoJo. Yeah. And, like, just, I was like, Jill, Gosh. I watch Shonen's. Like, everything's very straightforward. Yeah, like- they They punch each other. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, I finished uh, Utena, like, months ago, but which is fun, because you started before... We have this pattern of, you start something before me, I start after you, but I finish before you. It's... Jo- JoJo. <laughs> JoJo. I'd finished JoJo far before you did, because I... Sailor Moon. Yeah. This. Because you, you, you will sit down and watch something, like, you because will binge I it. A- I have nothing else to do. Um, my brain cannot focus on things, so yeah. Anyway, I have so, to. Uh, I have to take breaks, but yeah, I'm like this is a metaphorical right? show, so like even a lot of it, even the metaphors are really up into interpretation. When I finish mm-hmm. it, I talked about, I talked to Jill about it, and she's like, everyone's lieutenant experience is different because of how metaphorical it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, sh- me and her were talking about it, and I was like, uh, sh- we were trying to list off all the metaphors, and I only got, like, one, and sh- she listed off a bunch, I was like, oh, okay. Like, because there's even, like, people do try to, like, make, there's metaphor that maybe Anthe's the real villain, that's stupid. Mm, I don't like that. I, I would like to believe in Anthe. So, overall, the show is about Anthe, uh, Hememia, and Lieutenant Tenjo, to lesbians, okay, kind or at of, least, like... Yeah, they're sapphic. Bite. Sa- sapphic. It's still pretty gay. It's not like they kiss... Apparently they kiss in the movie, and they kiss which in the I'm not credits. watching. Oh, the movie's so they weird. They do? 
Yeah, apparently the kiss wait, in the TV end credits. You, yeah. Wait, you watched the movie? Yeah. Lieutenant, Lieutenant turns Carr. into a car. <laughs> I was like, hey, Jill, why does Lieutenant turn into a car? She's like, we don't talk about the movie. I'm you like, don't okay. remember us making the joke of, like, Lieutenant Carr? No, I don't. I don't. We made that joke all of 4th of July. We're like, ah, ha, ha, Lieutenant Carr. I don't, because my memory is bad, Sam. Yeah, I... I'm not watching the movie. I, I've seen, like, clips of it. I don't like Utena's haircut. And Utena also is, like, all about Toga in that, and then... It's... Yeah, I saw that, like, they kiss, and, like, mm, no. Like, they're Apparently... supposed to be, like, be exes. Yeah, but actually, uh, Toga's dead? Question mark? What? <sighs> I'm not watching the movie. It's just like, yeah, don't. <laughs> don't. But I did, because I didn't get the whole don't watch the movie thing from Jill, because I watched... The, I finished up the show and then I watched the movie right after. <laughs> so. Oh boy. No. So Utena is constantly in sword duels to protect Anthe, who is the mysterious Rose Bride, and other duelists want her power, which is kind of a metaphor for her virginity. <laughs> yeah, I said that and then I erased it. And I'm like, huh. I was like, is uh, it a metaphor? Yeah, everything's a metaphor. I know. Also, I didn't get this. Jill had to say it, and she's like, oh, it's pretty explicit. Oh, yeah, we're about to mention um, something not great. Uh, trigger warning, sexual assault. <laughs> that, like, Auntie's, like, repeatedly sexually assaulted by, even by her own brother. Yeah. Which, it's, that's how it got me, is the one scene where Utena looks out into, like, the living room, and mm-hmm. Auntie's, like, naked, and I was like, hold up! <laughs> Yeah, I got it from Nanami, like, walking in on him. I may, I guess I just wasn't, like, I checked out. Yeah, no, I do that all the time in anime. I check out, and like, oh, what's happening? Yeah, I was like, oh, Jill, wait, what? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, she's 14. <laughs> did you watch, adult. I'm assuming you watched the dub. I did, yes. So, the scene where Utena and, I forgot his name, Akio, Oh, yeah. Apparently, like, no, had sex. Yeah. <laughs> and she's talking about what she should make for lunch tomorrow. I knew it was some sort of metaphor, yeah. but I just, I text you, I go, damn, she really upset about lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why is she crying over, like, a sandwich? <laughs> and then I saw, like, Akio's hand, like, hold hers. I'm like, my, she's, like, partially nude talking about lunch. What does this mean? Mm. And then I was like, oh... <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, hmm. Hmm. So, yeah, these metaphors get pretty dark, but that's pretty par for the course for Magical Girl anime. Well, like, lately, Magical Girl animes, you know, some of them are nice, like, you know, and light and fluffy, but then there's Madoka and Utena. Well, uh, I I was talking to Jill. Jill's a big consumer of uh, Magical Girl anime. Yes. She's She's like, no, this is pretty normal. Like, apparently, Magical Girl animes do get fairly dark. Just, like, metaphorically. Like, I think she... Was it, like, Princess Tutu or something? Oh, yeah, that's on my list. I do... I'm I'm not, like, super big into Magical Girl stuff. This is only the third Magical Girl anime I've watched. Which, like, I've watched basically the complete opposites of each other, (laughs) Monica and Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. Which are, like, opposite ends of the spectrum. No, that's a lie. I also watched Magical Girl Raising Project, which was Uh. really good. That's a killing game. 
Oh. Magical, magical girl killing game. That was it's pretty mag- good. It's, it's magical girl dung and rumba. Yeah. Um, yes. Jill like that. Jill actually liked that better than Monica, but Monica just has a special place in my heart. Yes. Because that was not like one of the first. It was like probably one of the first ten I watched. Because you know I also watched um, Oron, of course. Yeah, of course, Oron's like. I tried watching Black Butler. Thank Christ, I didn't get into it. Yeah, I don't. The ending is completely like literally the ending of season one and then season two are completely non-canon because that's not what happens in the manga. <laughs> It's. Uh, I didn't watch. I watched like one episode of Black Butler. I'm like, this is weird. I'm not watching this. It is. It is weird. Yeah. I watched like five episodes of Italia. <laughs> oh my god! I, I I like, my friends tried to get me into Italia. What like freshman this year or like uh, middle school? And I was like, I watched like one episode, and it was Italy and Germany on an island. And I'm like, I don't like this. Goodbye. I didn't like it. I'm like, this is dumb. This is dumb. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to sympathize for this. Yeah, I watched like. I I don't know. I found it on YouTube, so it was like more like cut into shorts. Yeah, yeah. Mine was cut into shorts. I think that's just generally how it is. I didn't like it. I didn't get the appeal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Italia exists. Not good. Okay. Uh, anyways. I re- I'm going to talk about some of the books I read, all of them being Star Wars, because I have reader. a lot of them, because when the Star Wars movies were coming out, I was, like, buying all the books, mm-hmm. which I, I do have to buy some of them, some of them I'm not going to get, because I don't, like, there's a Canto Bite book, I have no... Oh, <laughs> no. I'm not reading that. No point. Though, the High Republic looks good, I will probably eventually read that at some point. Yeah. So, I'm going to do them from my least favorite to my favorite book. So, my least favorite was the Ahsoka Young Adult novel. Aww. It wasn't particularly interesting, but we by the end of the book, we saw how Ahsoka got the white lightsabers. Was that, I think I, I was like, I wondered how she got the white lightsabers, because I watched season seven of Clone Wars. And then in 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 Rebels, she showed up at the end of season one. I'm like, why does she have white lightsabers now? She beat an Inquisitor in a fight, and then she restored the sabers because, like, when you're a Sith, you bleed the crystal. Mm-hmm. And this time they, like, you know, she healed, like, she healed it, and that's how she got the sabers. So then there was a set, there was a Phasma book, which was interesting to learn more about Phasma because she got Boba Fetted, but uh, she's not coming back because she's dead. Which is sad. <laughs> Um, which this book just shows how much of a bomb villain she could have been. So we learned that she's from a backwater planet that you basically had to kill to survive. Like, very, like, you know, there was, like, split up into tribes and whatever. Oh, boy. Um, so she helped General, uh, General Hux's Armitage, his father, Brendel, get off the planet. Because, like, his Star Destroyer crashed, and she's like, okay, I'll help you. And he basically... Yeah, and he's like, okay... I'll I'll help your your people. At the end, we see that she basically betrays her clan because there's like kind of like internal fighting, mm-hmm. huge massacre. Like only like her, this younger girl, and another member of her tribe survive. And she only just takes the young girl because she feels that the other person who survived was too emotional. Well. Uh, Brendel thought she was too emotional for the First Order. And so they leave. But 
in the end of the book, you kind of realize that she doesn't have any loyal to the first, loyalty to the First Order either. It's her thing is who's going to help her mm-hmm. to survive. Good for her. So, good, good for her. Really interesting. I, I like the book. Not my favorite book because I could talk yes. about this book forever. I know you um, did. Yeah, because we talked about it. It was the young adult novel Lost Stars. This book is for everyone. I've read Claudia Gray before. Um, I read A Thousand Pieces of You in senior year, high school. Uh-huh. That book, I really enjoyed that book. It's a trilogy, but I didn't want to read the other two books because I was afraid I would be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But this book, I loved the characters. And it's a romance story. I'm a sucker for romances, obviously, because I'm reading another one. Oh, um, yeah. So, of course, it's like a Romeo and Juliet story against the backdrop of Star Wars. I don't want to go into it in too depth because I feel like people should read this book if you want to. Um, but I adored it. I was near sobbing at the end of this book over a straight couple. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that book is like, f- like four, like I think it's like five hundred forty pages. I finished it kind of an unsatisfying ending for a romance story Mm -hmm. which i was like no no (laughs) and there's like so little fanfics on archive about these characters depressing really but i adored it and i think if you're a star wars fan you would really enjoy this book it's like even though it's a young adult novel it's like so meant for anyone to read so that was that was the books i read I love Lost Stars. That was my favorite book. Yes. Um, so Ruby's getting wild. <laughs> Ruby's getting wild. Uh, we had a big gap hiatus. It's like but six weeks. There. Yeah. I was. That's too long. Uh, but now they're hitting with the feelings this last episode. So the Hound is a people grim, but not any people. They're silver-eyed warriors, which makes sense to why Salem wants Ruby alive and not for Cinder to kill her. Penny is getting hijacked more and more. Watts was saved by Cinder, which I like their interaction where she just yeah. throws him over her shoulder. It's so good, yeah. <laughs> but I love the schneeze. Oh my god. I I knew, as soon as like Whitney, Whitley kind of betrayed Weiss, I'm like, this dude's getting a redemption arc. <laughs> I know god. it. I know it. I know. <laughs> and you I can really it. see the impact that Jacques had on the family. Because yeah. now that he's gone, like, you know, in prison, possibly dead, mm-hmm. hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Like, you see that Whitley has respect that he didn't have for Weiss before. Yeah. Because I've been rewatching Ruby, because it's, like, my comfort show. Mm-hmm. Um, and in season four, she says, Weiss says to Whitley, she's like, you never liked me or Winter, because she's like, are you jealous of us? And then he's like, basically, no, I think you're barbaric, but... Ah, they're working uh, together, and him getting like so excited to like try to help the people in the crater. I was like, my baby. I I loved. I've always loved Whitley. That was a little snot, but I'm like, oh, I love you. <laughs> so also, I like took on me. Of course. Um. I I, I do saw oh, snot. Yeah, this is this is you. This is what you wrote. Okay. Yeah. First off, fear for Penny because of everything. Because the groom came right after her. They didn't come right after her. It went for Ruby, Ruby first because it's like, take the girl or whatever. And then it went after Penny. Not fear. Second off, 
Willow's kind of cool, because, like, she made that mammoth grim, like, it was nothing, without a weapon, because, like, Winter and I thought it was Weiss. No, it it, it was Willow. Bomber. Love her, queen. It had to be Willow, because Weiss was, like, far down the hall. Yeah, I thought it was Weiss, but... I mean, go Willow, off. Willow can do it without a weapon, because Winter and Weiss both use the rapiers to summon, but Willow doesn't seems to not need one, which, like, you know, atta- like attests to her possible skill. Like, wh- why isn't she a hunter? Like, I, I want to know more. And I really yeah. liked the ladybug moments we got this episode, because it was, like, Blake being a big sister and future sister-in-law <laughs> to Ruby. Yeah, I never... I was never a ladybug shipper but i know that those shippers were getting fed this episode <laughs> yeah they were like like because in the beginning they were probably like the most personality wise like different ruby team members because like ruby's very outgoing blake was super closed off but, like look at them they're being friends and then there's mm-hmm. nora coming in clutch with calming penny down when she was freaking out and that's like nora who's us- who like in the beginning was very punch first words later and now she's been evolving since we got since like everything and she's ah i love it so much and then like yeah. we see crow using his bird form for what feels like the first time in forever to warn robin and i swear to god if robin dies i'll be so upset i don't think Jacques they're gonna kill robin yeah i swear to god if robin dies but if Jacques is dead i will throw a party <laughs> but also for a split second i thought crow's Bird form was Raven. I for a second I was like Raven, but no. We literally was... have not seen Raven since Volume Five. I'm so upset about it. Still, like I like rewatching. Like I've been rewatching it. And I'm like, man, she really that gone for that long? Yeah, it's been years for us. It's been years, but it's only been a few months for them. Yeah. So really, it hasn't been that long in like in like time wise in the show, but it's been years for us. Yeah, volume five. Yeah. But anyway, Ruby's scary. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. To Minor Academia. Cause, oh, oh my, my god, god so you much. wrote so much. I wrote a lot, but I, I won't talk that much. But anyway, last time I talked about My Hero Academia, we got the Dobby the Todoroki confirmation, Venus returns, Bakugo's hero name, which I still think is dumb, and Miro returning. But anyway, so the war between the PLF and the heroes ended pretty much in a draw because we finally got to see Colin Press's. Okay, so what happened is we finally got to see Colin Press's face. Oh my he's, god, he's so hot. He's hot. Why couldn't we see it before? <laughs> she hides all the hot people's faces. Why? Actually, no, okay, we are. Yeah. The, okay, I was going to say, like, this is such a shock with, like, me lesbian loving. No, I love fictional men. You do. They're the standard. <laughs> so it's. Anyway, so, okay, so pretty much the villains retreat out, leaving Compress and Dra- Gigantamaki behind, Toga's MIA after her encounter with Araka. The next freaking thing we know, Midnight's dead. Like, we knew you people don't were gonna die. It. Yeah, it was so upsetting, because, like, you see the kids' faces and they're sobbing. Ugh. But after we find out Midnight's died, we find out, like, a bunch of other heroes died. Most we don't know. And then there, no, like, we already knew about. X-less or cross-less and crust. And then we found out about Midnight and Majestic, who was Momo's last internship mentor. We never really got to know Majestic, which is sad because his quirk looks very cool. And then Native, 
apparently died. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I was I seeing realize. you read that. I was like, native? I didn't realize that because I looked at, because I read the chapter, the actual like English translation, and I didn't see native among the people. Apparently he died. Um. So anyway, next up, the Nomu's attacked Tartarus. So that means a ton of your villains got let out, like muscular Moonfish, who we saw the face of, and is not hot. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think Moonfish was probably going to be sexy. No. <laughs> Overhaul got let out. Stain got let out. All for one, obviously. And presumably Kurogiri also got let out, but I don't think we saw him get let out. And then we also saw this- Let character. him return to his boy son. He better. And then we also saw a new character who is a very pretty lady who has, a, according to the wiki, has an electric-based quirk. So maybe a come Because based on the fact that villains seem to be very connected- Kaminari mom. Perhaps a Kaminari connection. We, we don't know what she looks like colored, but maybe her hair is black and yellow. So, maybe. Mm. So, the world's in chaos, and I completely forgot this happened, but Redestro attacks the Hero Commission. Good. I hate the Hero Commission so much. I think the head lady is either dead or super injured. But anyway, AFO's like, go attack the prisons! And the Nomu and the escape prisoners go do that. Some more villains escaped. And now AFO's resting in Shigaraki's body. And two days later, and, and, and like, well, okay, sorry. No, and um, Spinner's like, yo, Shigaraki, what's up with you? As if he, he fr- like, he didn't realize that it wasn't Shigaraki in there. <laughs> but they also, but it was, Spinner was also like, we played, they bonded over video games, which is great to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so two days after, I guess, the breakouts from the prisons, Bakugo wakes up in the hospital. Everyone's receiving treatment at a super high-class hospital. Against all odds, Gran Torino's alive. How many times did I say I saw Gran Torino died? So many times. He's alive. <laughs> I'm sure Cameron will be excited. Um, <laughs> Todoroki's unable to speak and has, like, the fr- fun revelation that he and Dobby are very similar. Like, the, the first Todoroki we met of him being super cold and angsty and angry at the world. And that's just Dobby. And so that he realizes he needs to defeat his older brother, not their father. And then Fuyumi and Natsu will come to visit, and they bring someone with them, who I won't say who, because that's revealed in a different chapter. Also, side note, Midoriya's in a coma, and hasn't woken up at all. That Uh, sucks for my son. uh, Okay. Poor boy. We finally got Hawks' backstory after so long. Turns out his not, neither of his parents have wings. We don't know what his dad's quirk is yet. So despite popular headcanon, his dad does not have wings. Nor is Hawkish like him. So, sorry to fan artists and fanfic writers. Um, turns out that Hawks' dad killed some guy over pocket change. So his mom, so Hawks' mom, Tomei, protected him. And we see her quirk seems to be some sort of surveillance quirk. With dealing with like two eyeballs that float around her head, which I thought might factor into Hawks' ability to control all of his feathers individually. Hmm. Which is like, where does he get the wings from, though, then? I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, but some quirks can be like out of nowhere, so maybe it's further back in the line of one of their genetics. So Hawks' dad gets arrested again for stealing her car, and Endeavor arrests him. And Hawks says the, f- the real- realization that heroes are real, because he, uh, hadn't realized that they were like not fantasy to him because Hawk- so Hawks had a really bad <laughs> and like living in a shack outside of town bad 
Like Yeah, I saw some of the uh, screen caps. Yeah. So we find out that Hawks got noticed by the commission. Well, we knew how exactly it happened. Like, like him and his mom leave the house. And then um, her his mom's, like, scared to go to police. But Hawks is like, we should, though. And then this high-speed thing happened. Accident happens and Hawks saves all of them. I think we already knew that. So, because um, Tom- Tomei was scared of going to police because she didn't want them to find out she was harboring her husband. So, in the present, Genus is driving Hawks to his house. And along the way, they bump into crime. You know how heroes bump into crime. And it turns out that pro heroes are shutting down their agencies due to all the criticism from Dobby accusing Endeavor. And, you know, all of the war. And it turns out that the League of Hawks' name came from his mom, who got intimidated by a bunch of dudes. And the safety commission has shut down, so no other, he has no other ties, so Hawks is finally free. Yay, good for him. Now he's sent on helping NG. Which I, this is the latest chapter, so I'll try to be as quick as, about this as possible. There's, there, wow, I read a lot. So we find out that heroes, including Yurai Musha, who was the number nine, are retiring, um, which is great, and people were upset about that, obviously, um, we see, because, uh, we also see Wash try, like, something happened, he, uh, civilians tried to protect themselves, and Wash came too late, so obviously people are upset about that, and so we see Stain, we see him, and he's got the sword again, I'm actually getting pretty excited about Stain coming back at a time like this. Because this is exactly what he was talking about. About heroes mm-hmm. being corrupt and only in it for the money. Because we see, like, that one hero we see was like, I should get a different job. While everyone, well, like, just standing, like, during the aftermath chapters of the, the war arc. Like, I should get a different job. While Uraraka is trying to save people. So, so Stane was right. I, I, <laughs> I should, wasn't a fan of Stain, but he was right. I hate that. So anyway, we go back to the hospital, and Endeavor is finally having everything crash down on him. And now, oh God, he's crying. And I was like, oh, don't try to... I don't care. I don't care that he's crying. Shush. So we got... Sh- so I, I saw that, and Shoto's like, he's crying. Shoto, Shoto opened, up, opened up the door and immediately shut it. He's like, Cause I still think his voice is bad, so he's like... He's crying, like in a like a really weak voice. That's how I interpreted it. And he's like, and he does, and Endeavor does the classic Shoto, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, come back in, and he doesn't realize that. <laughs> okay, so Endeavor, he he only really he th- only thinks it's Shoto, Fuyumi, and Aswell. And so Endeavor starts apologizing and crying more, but he quickly stops because he sees who else is there. It's Ray, and she's come back with a vengeance to say, stop it. Other people have been suffering longer than you have. That's where we left off, and we already have leaks out. When this airs, when when you're hearing this, I won't have known that, I won't have read the actual eight. So, let's talk about something that's not my ear academia, which is Food Wars, which I started watching last year, and then I stopped watching it because I had only watched all the dub stuff and then eventually I was like I gotta I want to finish this up because it, it was like the final two seasons were sitting in my my um watch list I'm like I gotta finish this up so I finished it it's a doozy it's odd due to all of its very erotic scenes nothing gets crazy you don't see any sex it's just getting naked due to food being very good it's like these scenes of people being like 
oh, the food, it's so good. And they're it's inexplicably like naked. It, it has a honestly intriguing plot about this kid named Soma Yukihira who just wants to be a chef who can surpass his father and the trials him and his friends go through. Like, he goes to a fancy cooking school and, like, like a really tough cooking school where they have to, like, um, learn from... It's, it's kind of, like, learn... kind of like My Year Academia, but cooking, where they have to go on internships and learn from very good chefs, and then there's this training... There is a training camp... And like half of the, <laughs> half of the people get kicked out because they failed like the trials. And then there's a whole thing where the main female character's dad takes over the school, and he's like, "People can only cook in this way. No one else can. No one. No one can be like very good. No one can come up with new things. They can only cook in a certain way." Because he was like scared, because a chef he had like admired, which was Soma's dad almost went, like, dark, stopped cooking, and he didn't want that to happen to anyone else, but, like, eventually he does get to, like, the, Soma does eventually get to that point where he is an extremely good chef. He's, like, the top chef, he's, like, the top chef in their school, but, like, in, at the end, it's, like, he's gonna keep improving, like, it, it's left ambiguous, and I like that. There's, like, family drama, which hey. I just mentioned, with, like, the main female character and her dad, who's a terrible man, and I don't, care if they were trying to make me feel bad for him I don't care um and really good looking food like some Ghibli level stuff good looking and like hints of romance but like nothing crazy I liked it a lot despite like the possible bad reputation it could get for having all of those like very erotic like borderline erotic scenes it's absolutely not for everyone but I think if if it's possible to look past those odd scenes you could appreciate like I really like Whenever I watched it, I got hungry. I was like, I want to eat all this food. <laughs> yeah, that's like when I watch Ghibli movies. Which speaking I'm, of Ghibli movies. Uh, a new one came out. Because I, I remember I kept seeing about it. Earwig and the Witch. I won't say much since it literally just came out. But it doesn't have that same magic we're used to with previous Ghibli movies. It's the... Because it's 3D. It's not, it's not just because it's 3D. It, it could have possibly had that same still magic. But it's the first of the studios that Hayao, uh, Hayao Miyazaki doesn't have a direct hand in. He's ah, uh, that's why. He's credited as a uh, as a planner, but he didn't really have any hand on hand in it. Um, it's actually headed by his son Goro. And while I'm excited for more of Ghibli, because of course I am, it's Ghibli. Like this film could have sorely needed the 2D art that we're so used to from Ghibli. The 3D is super lacking in a lot of the aspects. Like, it has, like, none of the... It has that Ghibli art feel and, like, the um, designs of the characters, but it has none of the substance we're used to. Like, the house, that's the main setting, feels super sparse compared to the clutter of movies like Spirit Away and Howl's Moving Castle. And even then, it, it takes place in a witch's house. So, you know, the classic Ghibli type of a witch, of a witch's... of a magical user's house, like, in Howl's and Kiki... And, like, the lip sync for the English dub. I can't tell you about the Japanese, original Japanese because HBO Max only had the English dub, which was upsetting to me because I would have wanted to check against it, but I couldn't. It was so distracting. It was so bad. Every time I looked at their mouths, I'm like, it's just, like, it's just, like, moving, like, wow, 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 barely, like, mm-hmm. fitting into it. It brought me out of the story every single time I looked at the mouse. And, like, the story is super one note. It felt like the ending reveal should have been in the middle 
or it should have been more of an inciting incident rather than at the very end. It had a ton of potential, I think, but it fell flat. Okay, <laughs> moving on to Rebels. Um, I watched Rebels after I watched uh, Clone Wars, which I believe I mentioned last time we were on the radio. So I, I just wanted to talk about Rebels instead. I had mixed feelings, especially about Ezra. I don't like him. I don't. He felt so whiny to me. Like I know the whole. Year. I see. I felt like he grew a lot as a character mm. compared from the beginning to the end. I felt like he grew a lot. Mm. Yes, but still, he felt so whiny to me, no matter what. Like I know the whole hero thing is not following orders to save the day, but Ezra followed zero orders all the time. Like he only, and then when he didn't follow orders, he only caused bad things to happen. He only messed stuff up. Like. I will give him that. What he did in the finale. Because he sacrificed himself and all. But past that, my favorite characters are absolutely Hera and Chopper. I love mm-hmm. them both so much. Me Chopper too. Is, is a war criminal, and I love Hera so much. Um, Chopper me- just blatantly murders so many people. <laughs> yep. I love him. It's I, I love Chopper so much. And Chopper's gave- probably my favorite droid. Yeah, no, me too. Hera gave me giant Leia vibes. The entire time, mm-hmm. but also she was like diff. Like, okay, I'll get back to Hera in a bit. But then Sabine eventually grew on me. I did not like her in the beginning, and then I liked Zeb pretty much like from the get go. I liked Zeb a lot, and then Zeb is he- really good. I, I, I feel the same way with uh, Sabine. I thought I was gonna like her in the beginning. I felt she was just as whiny as Ezra. Yeah, chill. She got better. She got better. Uh, like Kanan was also not a favorite. Like Ezra, he didn't give me much. He felt very stereotypical hero mentor guy for like all the series, up until I got more of him in Hera. And like, and also that haircut at the end. Why? Thank God. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Rebels. Thank God he died because that <laughs> that haircut. <laughs> I was sad when he died, because I was also sad because of Hera's reaction. Like she was sobbing. Oh my God. I I cried when Kanan died. I was. I didn't expect them to kill off a main character. Oh, absolutely not. It was insane. Like, okay, but the woman in the main crew felt the most developed out of all of them. Like, mm-hmm. sure, okay, we, we had been from Ezra's home planet from the get-go, but God, I wanted to stop hearing about his parents. Like, uh, I yeah. know every, every opportunity he had, he would mention his parents. Sweetheart, I know you're an orphan. Shush. But, like, um... But I and then we barely knew a thing about Kanan. We got Zeb's stuff, but like it wasn't much. But Hera okay. and Sabine, yeah. Zeb and Callus, though, please tell me yeah. your opinions. Yeah, no, absolutely. Zeb and Callus, definitely homosexual. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Come on, that entire Ice Planet episode. He took Callus. Yeah. To his new home planet, which yeah. is basically just meeting the parents. <laughs> it's basically just meeting the parents. But Harry and Sabine, we, they had backstories. We met their parents. W- one of which, I was like, I remember we met Harry's dad. I'm like, wait a second. I recognize it. It, it was the guy from it, from Clone Wars. I'm like, the guy from Clone Wars. I don't remember. Yeah, I liked that tie-in. What yeah. did you think about Thrawn? Oh, I forgot to write down stuff about Thrawn. Thrawn definitely lived up to the hype of being this big bad. This um, for a while, I was very confused on what exactly. I because like he didn't because um, what Cad Bane is the same race as him, but they look entirely different to me. So I was like, what? I didn't really. 
I didn't connect to him being um, the race. I can't. I don't remember what it's called. The race that he is. I'll I'll look it up for you. But because like he was all about like art and stuff. So, but specifically, he was very interested in like the 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 tweet. Yeah, the tweet like. The Twi'lek stuff. So I'm like, is he a secret Twi'lek? He wasn't. He's a he's a chist. A chist, a chist. I was like, is he a secret Twi'lek? And I and I decided to not look it up just to see if my theory was right. It was wrong. Obviously, he's a chist. Uh, Cad Bane is not the same race. <laughs> I know. They just got blue skin. Oh. Um. What you call it? Yeah, Thrawn is one of my favorite villains. I, I really hope he shows up in Ahsoka series. Call it, in yeah. the Ahsoka series with Ezra. A better, better comeback. I, I'm, I'm excited to see how he comes back. Rebels had me crying at the end. Mm. I cried because I didn't like the show in the beginning, and then I yeah. finally was like, "No, let me give this another shot." And I watched it. I'm tired of Rebel slander. <laughs> It's a yeah. good show. It is. It is. I just did not like. I just did not like Ezra at all, and that's bad. Like you're supposed to like your main protagonist, even if See, I. A- I liked. I I liked Ezra's growth, but that that's just me. Kanan is probably my least favorite character. Like you said, me- he feels very, one D. He gave me nothing. Yeah, I I wish there was a little bit more depth. I wish we got a little bit more into his side of, um, like, Order 66. Yeah, yeah. Like, like how we got with, you know, Mr. Cal Kestis. Yeah, which I'm... I'm a nice chunk way through the game. Yeah. I'm playing. Uh, we just... I've been playing with Cameron. We just finished up the Ninth Sister okay. fight. I just really wanted to see the ending so bad. <laughs> Which I, uh, I, I was getting annoyed at that fight, and I'm like, Cameron, you have to finish this up for me because I keep dying. Oh no! It wasn't uh, even I, I because d- he thought the second sister was hot. <laughs> it was just an end I didn't even have, I didn't even have the issue. I'm like, oh, I think she's hot. I'm just like, no, she just keeps annoying me with all these attacks yeah. that I'm, I'm sucking at. Trilla, I had like a, <laughs> I didn't even see her face. It was her voice. I was like, <gasps> which I want to choke out Cameron. He's like, Trilla's hotter with the mask on. I'm like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> She's gorgeous. I'm. Which uh, <laughs> Claire wants to yeah. uh, cosplay Cal and Trilla uh-huh. with me. I'm like, I'll cosplay Trilla. I don't know if that's whitewashing though. <laughs> I love to cosplay Trilla. Oh my god. Yeah. I love her. Um, I don't know if I could do the Inquisitor armor, though. That's the thing. That's a lot. That's what, like, I feel like that that's going to be expensive. But that's just expensive. back on Rebels, because we yeah. do have to wrap this up. Actually, let's just wrap up now. We could talk about yeah. it later. Yeah. So, thank you for listening. Um, actually, we could probably talk a little bit, because you're going to have to cut out, like, a solid minute. Yeah, yeah. Because things happened. Yeah. So, Sorry. We're just gonna talk for another minute um what i really liked about rebels was its growth as just from like a kid show to more of a mature show it's still like mm-hmm. a kid show um i like how you got the grand inquisitor who's very kind of he's a kitty villain yeah. very you know it's kind of stereotypically bad um but then we like went to thrawn 
who they dug out from the legends. Yeah, yeah. Which, <laughs> it's kind of funny that a lot of the other Inquisitors are so much more intimidating than the Grand One. <sighs> the Grand Inquisitor is just kind of this loser. <laughs> He's kind of not great. From what I remember. And then we have Trilla. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll talk about Fallen Order when I finish it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Which is, I'm, it's a shame because I'm not going to have all, as much time anymore. I had two weeks to, I was playing it on and off for like the past two weeks. Now I have school. So, um, I think we could wrap it up now. I yes, just wanted to make that yeah. little statement about uh, Rebels. So, thank you all for listening. Um, this has been Fandom Fair with Sam and Midge. Uh, so, if you want to listen, if you didn't get to listen to all this episode, or if you want to listen to some more other episodes, we have it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. But SoundCloud, you only get the most recent four episodes. And you want to do socials? Yes. Uh, we're on Twitter. It's the same name as the show, so I'll just spell it out for you. F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. That's our Twitter. And then you... T- okay. On Instagram, we couldn't get the same handle. So, you from the M, you put a you put an underscore, and then there's the F. That's our Twitter. Ha- that's our Instagram handle. Uh, we usually post when we're going live on the radio. So if you want to keep listening to us when we go live, uh, just keep an eye on our Instagram and Twitter. And also when we nice post- voice crack. Thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah. Those are our socials. Um, so let's end the show. So brush your teeth. Uh, clean your sheets. Take a shower. Stinky. And drink some water and practice self-care. We love you and have a excellent whatever time of day. Bye. Bye.